the economy is getting back underway, and with it, the world of pro sports. Stay ahead of the curve with the unparalleled tools of two world-class news desks covering developments across finance, economics, technology, and sports. Subscribe to Bloomberg.com, and if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, for a limited time, receive a complimentary subscription to The Athletic. Go to Bloomberg.com slash subscribe to sign up today. On today's episode of Brody and the Beard, Kelly and I are going to talk about the Rockets' thrilling Game 7 win, and we're going to look ahead to their Round 2 series against the Los Angeles Lakers. If the offense is triangular, it's something like a prism. Put you on that lockdown defense like a prison. Hakeem was the dream. The MVPs must be his children. They won 22 games in a row. That's a rhythm. Triple double rust, man. I need you to acknowledge he don't do this for the optics, man. He do this for the rockets. Opponents want Welcome to, to a new episode of Brody and the Beard on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mo DeKeel. With me, as always, is Kelly. Kelly Eco, athletic beat writer, covers the Houston Rockets, and I don't want to waste too much time because we got a lot to talk about. But Kelly, how you doing? Nope, nope. You got to waste time first. We have to pat ourselves on the back, Mo. We did, we did. No, we did that last podcast. I felt well, like we did that. do it again. I mean, well, first off, I'm going to be honest, and all my listeners, if you guys haven't figured that out yet, I pretty much just wake up every morning patting myself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, survived the heart attack game that was yesterday. Uh, what, like five seconds of basketball took about 15 minutes to play. It felt 15, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. I mean, that was a that was quite a game, Kelly. I mean, we get we just got to talk about it. Uh, like, obviously, we we said we would, but man, that was an unbelievable game. What were some of your thoughts going through just the whole game? Um, I think when, you know, obviously the Rockets game plan was to force Dort to to beat them with the ball in his hands. And early in the series, you know, his usage had spiked up to, I think, 30. And in game seven, it was almost 37, which is equivalent to, you know, superstar level. So, and it wasn't just him having the ball in his hands. He was putting out a performance for the ages like i mean he damn near you you said it like they were challenging Dort to beat him and he damn near beat them i I think the only time i I could uh draw a parallel was um i think when the Cavs and the warriors played in the finals game seven and and um he had 30 points german yeah yeah he had 30 points that game game seven i think that was the only kind of parallel i could draw in terms of somebody who's considered an offensive liability just having the game of his life. And I think had the Rockets lost that game, that would have been the main talking point for weeks to come. Like, because that was their game plan. Just make Dort beat them from the outside. And that three to tie the game at 99, I was like, oh boy. I was worried for those guys. I thought they were going to lose, you know, because um, they had put so much into that game specifically of just trying to keep it close no, not let emotions spill out. You know, because there were times where it got heated on the court. So um, I think for them to have pulled it out in the way they did, I think that speaks to a lot of their spirit. Obviously, the hardened block is is the biggest play of the game. But overall, I just thought that they were tough in, in the times that we had, had kind of asked them if they would be tough, you know, in the clutch. So uh, the last five minutes showed me that, you know, 
even though the offense came to a screeching halt, they can get enough stops to get by. I mean, this was super impressive because, like, you're saying this, if they had lost the story, it would have been the game plan and, and letting Dort shoot. If they lost, I honestly think the story was going to be the uh, the massive amount of attack on James Harden he was about oh, yeah, to yeah, face. Sure, he sure. was, you know, a, we kind of saw it. He was terrible on offense. Four for 15, one for nine from three. You could see the uh, tweets kind of beginning to roll in going like, man, Lou Dort is outscoring James Harden in an elimination game. Like, <laughs> the internet's going to come for him. And, you know, it wasn't just a block. Honestly, I thought he played great defense. You know, there are issues. There are, there are a lot of issues I have with the Rockets defense that I'm going to get into in a little bit. But this is going to be like go down as really kind of legendary status like that block. I don't think we can stress how big of a play that was because he slid in into the situation to help on Adams to take Adams away on that drive. And as the pass is coming out to Dort, he closes out, you know, and this is not a close that you kind of expect James to make. That was incredible. That's breakneck speed. Yeah. Like. And I mean, he closes out with great speed, but not only gets there, gets the block, you know, and that's really kind of impressive defense. And, and without effort. fouling, too. I think that was, that was, he, he jumped out of the way. Yeah. Jumped up. That was, that was a crazy ass play. And like, I think that kind of changes the narrative a bit, right? We're, People aren't going to talk about him missing shots as much as they're going to talk about the effort he put in defensively on that play. And we right. saw that effort in game six was the, the save ball on the Russell right. Westbrook air ball. And I think, you know, this is the kind of stuff like you, we've seen from Harden where like it looked really impressive. And I was kind of blown away by that because, you know, storybook telling and all this stuff. We don't know if the shot was going in or not even if he got it off. But uh, <laughs> the way he was shooting this game, I mean, Dort was 6-12 of 12 from three. I yeah. mean, you kind of feel like that was going to go in, right, if he got the shot off. Right. Um, and, you know, a lot of credit to Houston's defense in, in the fourth quarter. But, you know, the first three quarters, there were a lot of lapses. I, I saw way too many drives from the Thunder, you know, with the Rockets either closing out too hard, you know, allowing the Thunder to get by them with ease or – just late, you know, help. And I think that's something that you you kind of c- clearly see how they struggle with the, a team that plays smaller than them in terms of, you know, three guards. Against the Lakers, you know, you, you can kind of relax a bit knowing that they don't have the guards that will put that much pressure on you, if that makes sense, as a team with Chris Paul, you know, Shea Gilligs, Alexander, and Dennis Schroeder, who will constantly, you know, attack you. So I think where they have to improve will be in in the aspect of, of just having that the laser focus, you know, throughout the game. And you know, the the before we get into that series, we also gotta give credit to Russell Westbrook for a good bounce back game. Only two turnovers, twenty points, nine to twenty shooting, you know, not the best numbers shooting wise, but he was good. And the play that led up to Dort getting that shot, it was off of a Russell Westbrook deflection, you know, and kind of put the Thunder in the chaotic situation. There was a lot of things that happened afterwards. The ridiculous foul call, you know, before the ball was inbounded with Harden holding CP and all those things. I don't want to get 
in this whole debate of officiating. We did that on Nerder. She wrote, you guys can check that out when that drops on Friday. But like just an impressive effort. And the one thing here that really won them the game, Kelly, I think also, and this was an interesting stat. They were able to force the Thunder into turnovers. 22 turnovers for 28 points. Like, that's big. That's incredible. That's huge. And I think that yeah. that kind of has slid under under the radar a little bit behind everything. But they were active. I thought defensively, with you, I'm with you. They could not stop penetration. And it wasn't just closeouts. I mean, it was literally just blow by after blow by after blow by. And I yeah, was, I think they had like 66 drives that game compared to 41 in game one. Yeah, and it just kind of was like I was watching it going like, man, where's – and this isn't just like, oh, man, they blew by Harden. I mean, they were blown by guys that we expect better defense. Right. From. Like I expect better defense from Covington one-on-one in that scenario. Now, he had a good offensive game, but like defensively he's got to be a little bit better in that scenario. Like just can't get blown by like that. But overall, massive, massive win, you know, because you said it, man, like – they're the, the, going to be a whole different team next year had they lost this game. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you have to give credit also to Rob Covington and Eric Gordon. You know, just Covington especially for just having that kind of Covington-esque game. You know, just 21 points, six huge threes. You know, I can't stress how important those threes are in the flow of a game. Um, when you need guys to kind of break the rhythm that the Thunder have and three steals, three blocks, and just being a confident shooter. I think one of Covington's redeeming qualities isn't that he hits shots, it's that he's willing to take those threes um, in the flow of a game, contested or not. You know, that's kind of his thing. Uh, Eric Gordon had a huge game. He's kind of, I said he's kind of one for the dramatics picking game seven to kind of right. wake up, but <laughs> better late now than never. Um, but yeah, I just think that this whole series was always going to be you know, the telling tale if, you know, Daryl Morey's moves, you know, panned out. You know, the trade for Russ, the trade for Covington. It was always going to be the telling factor to see if it was a, a success or not. And those two people stepped up big in Game 7, and I think you kind of tip your hat to them. Now, how do you bounce back? Because it's a quick turnaround from Game 7 emotionally to a whole new series. And before we do that, before we jump to the next series, a word from our sponsors. Okay, Kelly, let's dive into it. This is kind of the series we've been waiting for all playoffs. This is going to be really a referendum on small ball, in my opinion. You know, I think yeah. I said it last podcast, had the, had the Rockets lost game seven, I don't think it would have been because of small ball. You know, I don't think that would have I don't think that would have been able us to say, man, small ball doesn't work or does work one way or the other. Like, I don't think it would have been a definitive statement on that. This is the series, I think, that does that. We know the Lakers. They play big. They start two big guys. You know, they also have LeBron as their small forward. You know, they do go small sometimes They put 80 at the five and LeBron at the four. This is this is the series, though, of, you know. Big man ball versus small ball. And it's going to be a very interesting dynamic in to see how things play out. And and the other thing you touched, and you touched on it just before we got, you know, before we went to our sponsors there real quick. Quick turnaround, man. I mean, they literally played yesterday and 
play game one tomorrow. And this is normal, by the way. This isn't just a bubble thing. You know, you, you win a game seven, usually you're, you're playing game one right away. What are some of your thoughts going into the series? What are some of the things you're looking at? Um, if, you go, if you go back to uh, February 7th, the first game that Covington played in the Rockets jersey, it was actually Mike D'Antoni's, you know, biggest worry. Before the game, he said it was good. It was like preparing, taking a test that he hadn't prepared for. You know, going against the Lakers with all that size and being a pretty big test right out the gate of small ball. Now, in this series against them, this will be, like you said, the referendum on said small ball because you aren't playing the Thunder where they have three skilled guards that are going to knive and drive their way to the paint. You're playing LeBron, Anthony Davis, you know, Dwight Howard, Kuzma, those are guys that have their skilled bigs. Um, they're going to put pressure on people like Tucker, people like James, people like Eric Gordon. Now you kind of have to tweak your defensive game plan a little bit. You can't just, you can't just say, you know, we're going to help off on somebody because, you know, even though the Lakers haven't done great of hitting the threes in the bubble, um, you still can't give. There, there is no door on the, on the, on the court against uh, the Lakers. You have to form a wall against LeBron. I talked to Tucker today. He said uh, it's important to stop players like Giannis and LeBron and even like CP because they have, they're so strong in the open court, it's hard to guard them one-on-one. Um, so the Rockets are going to have to be pretty disciplined in their defensive strategy uh, against the Lakers. But overall, I want to see, you know, how James rises to the occasion. Um, he's played well against the Lakers in the past. Um, and coming off of a bad game seven, I'm sure he'll be looking for a bounce back game. So I'm going to be looking for that. Yeah. So like there are a couple of things <clears throat> that go into it. One, I'm not a huge fan of constantly bringing up that game. You know, that February 7th game. I know it was a huge win and everything, but there's a lot that goes into that, right? Like you have the the whole, you know, new transaction. There's a new piece. The Lakers are trying to figure out how Covington is going to play and things like that. Like there wasn't a whole lot of scouting time for the Lakers figuring out on how the the Rockets are going to use Covington. Obviously, we knew they were going to use him as a uh, small ball power forward, but like there's still a lot that goes into it. Now they've had time to really scout them and take a look at them and watch them and, and, and really kind of dissect things. And there, there are some things that were interesting in that game. I think ultimately will run, well, excuse me, what won the Rockets that game was their three point shooting, right? They shot 45% from three and the Lakers outscored them in the paint 62 to 40. Right. So like that's going to kind of be the game. You know, the whole series, I think that's really what's going to matter. Can the Rockets three point shooting be enough to counteract, you know, what we're going to presume is an obvious advantage in points in the paint for the Lakers. Right. Like that's a big one. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say no, because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not confident in that three point shooting. Like it's just too streaky for me. Like. Even during the Thunder series, the Rockets got a ton of wide open threes. And it just seems like they miss a lot of momentum shifting ones time and time and time again. So I, I'm worried to see, you know, how they counter if they go through another cold stretch. Because they, they surely will. You know, the way they play, it's bound to happen. Um, I just don't know if they can 
hit enough threes to keep the, the Lakers at bay, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's really what it's going to come down to. You know, can they do that? Can they force enough turnovers? Is it's that's really going to be the game for them. I think ultimately one thing I think will be interesting for the Rockets defensively. I, I won't be surprised. Like for me, if I'm going up against the Lakers, I think my game plan is, hey, I'm packing the paint. I'm double teaming Davis every time he gets it. I'm double teaming LeBron every time he gets it. And I'm daring Kyle Kuzma to be the one to beat me. I'm daring Danny Green, who's in a really cold shooting streak right now, to beat me. I'm daring all these other guys, Kentavious uh, Caldwell-Pope, all these guys to really kind of challenge me and, and make it difficult. One other thing that's going to be interesting, too, is I believe they're going to get Rondo back for this series. You know, he would have played last series, but he had back spasms. From what I've seen, it sounds like he's he's been practicing now. He might be back in this series, so it could be an interesting wrinkle for them. But, I mean, God, like this is going to be a real challenging series because this is it, man. This is what we've been talking about. Can small ball work in the playoffs? It's going to be this team. We're going to walk. I guess the – sorry to cut you off, though. Um my bad. I mean, I mean, it's okay. Everybody accuses me of cutting you off, but I always feel like it's the other way around. But go ahead. <laughs> I want to ask you, without Avery Bradley in the bubble, who takes that James assignment, or is it one by committee? It's going to be by committee, but I think you're going to start with putting, like, Danny Green. Danny Green had success on him in San Antonio. You know, uh, I, I think you're going to have Danny Green – uh, KCP. I won't be surprised to see LeBron on him at times. It, it's going to be a, a mix of guys. I don't think it's ever, and it's rarely ever just one person, you know, that's going to be the lockdown guy. Even if Avery Bradley was there, he would just be another guy that they would continue right. to throw at James. You know, I think the interesting stuff I'm going to be watching for is how they guard Russ. You know, like I kind of think my my attitude you know, a lot of teams have been putting like their center on Russ so that That's they can hang. Mistake. They can yeah. hang back. Yeah, I'm with you. I just think, don't give him a runway, man. Just guard Russ. You know, uh, uh, just guard him normal. See if a guy like Tucker is going to beat you. You know, like help off of Tucker, help off Covington. I know they hit shots right. and things like that, and you're playing with fire, but I think you're really just asking for trouble when you put. Russ, you know, uh, a runway and have him attack your big because you're ultimately still going to help. You're still going to come try to help your big man, and that's right. still going to kick out the three. So why not try to stun yeah. uh, Russ a little bit? And if you could slow him up and force him into pulling up into mid-range shots, you're fine because that's not a good shot. I'm a fan of the mid-range, but that's not a shot for Russell Westbrook. And I think that's something you can kind of use to to beat up on the Rockets here a bit. You know, we, we just kind of got out of the – Rockets press conference here. What do you feel about their energy? You know, seven game series, emotional, physical, you know, and then you're you're playing the Lakers right away into the next series. What's your feel for for their energy level? Well, I mean, they're playing little baby in the background pretty loudly, so I'm pretty sure the energy is way up. Um, but is that how that works? Yeah. If I'm, I play I'm, little baby in the background, I'm gonna well, have a, a whole bunch of Okay, it's not little baby, Mo. It's little baby. Little baby. Little little baby. Little, little. L I L. Lil. Little baby. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's, it's funny seeing their emotions go from you know down to the dumps after Game Six to you know so chipper and energetic today. Um, but I'm, I'm sure uh, Lakers Game One might <laughs> put their right back if they don't take care of certain things. Uh, I do feel like this is going to be the series that everybody on NBA Twitter, you know, asked for. The Rockets wanted it. You know, they sure didn't want to play the Clippers. So this is the series where people have said, you know, can the Rockets make this a longer series than, than expected? Can this go six or seven? You know, it's going to depend on, like you said, how Russ plays. It's going to depend on, you know, like the Thunder didn't really do too much of trapping James and, you know, all that ball moving four and five. But I think the Lakers might do some of that they have in the past. Uh, they're going to force guys to beat them like Tucker. And Tucker has missed a lot of wide open threes this series. Um, it's been kind of surprising. But, you know, can people like Caruso, can they do enough to stay on the floor? Can people like Danny Green, you know, can they hurt them? And that can Rondo, I want to see how Rondo looks with having come back from the back spasms and everything. That's really interesting yeah, it's series. going to be a very, very interesting series. I'm actually excited for it. I'm worried about game one. The energy level scares me. I don't care what their music they're playing in the background, Kelly, because uh, they looked gassed. I mean, listen, the last two minutes of that game seven was brutal because both teams were dog tired. Like, I, I mean, you, you, you just... It, they were exhausted, and I felt like that was a concern also in game six. So I'm worried about that for game one if we might not see the, the Rockets with enough juice right away. And, you know, if the Lakers get rolling quickly, I think it becomes a, a challenge for them. Let's, let me put you on the spot right here, right now. Prediction for the series. Is this going long, short, Rockets winning? What do you got? Um, wow. Let's see. I'm going to go ahead and say Lakers in... That was a very no. dramatic pause. <laughs> I, think I was thinking probably, about it. We're looking at their phone for a second going like, is this... Did it pause on its own? Um, I don't know. I, I think this is going seven again. Um... Yeah, I'll say Lakers in seven. I, I I just think the Rockets shooting will come back to bite them at some point. Um, now, I could change depending on game. I want to say game two. By game two, I'll be able to tell you if I'm changing or keeping it. Um, but right now, I'm going to say okay. Lakers in seven. I think, Kelly, I think the Lakers are going to roll. I think this is going to be a five-game series and the Lakers are going to win. This might come back to bite me. And it has really just my concerns again is I don't know if they have the energy level. Shooting depends so much on your legs. I don't know if you're going to have enough legs after the battle you went through. And let's just be honest here. Tucker is going to be battling Davis on a regular basis. And if it's not Davis, it's LeBron. Like that's that in itself is almost the perfect defense for the Lakers, right? Like attacking him and tiring him out on the offensive end is 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 going to affect his shooting. I think it's going to affect them in in that sense. It's one thing to win a random game in February. You know, it's another thing to win a playoff series, especially when you're coming 
off of a game seven right into this one. Like the Lakers are rested. They've had, you know, four, four days off since they beat the the Blazers. I think it's going to be a, a, a thing where they're just going to look juiced and ready to go. So I think this is going to be a short series. So what you got? It's five. five? I think it's Lakers in five. Ooh. I might, I might come back. Oh, I might come man. back after you know, uh, uh, game two and have egg on my face when the Rockets go up 2-0. But I just the way I look at it, man, I just think it, don't, it doesn't look good, Mo. It just people. What you think? What, what, what my prediction it doesn't though. look good. No, 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 no. I'm just saying the Rockets. It's hard. I, it's hard. It's I see hard. it. It's hard as hell. And, and, like, and you, and you said the Lakers are the, while the Lakers they might have the most annoying fan base in all. Of Kelly Eagle said that I did not um, say that. I still live in the city, Kelly. Don't <laughs> put me in trouble. Mo, you oh, texting me that? Just kidding, wow, just I will out our text messages, <laughs> Kelly. Don't make Mo me. loves Mo loves the city of <laughs> Los Angeles Kelly, and, Kelly, and, don't and make its me residents. Out text messages. I got receipts too. I got some on you. Don't it goes both ways. It's nuclear detente. Uh, but I'm trying to say this. I just, it comes down to, and you said it, I don't trust the Rockets consistently shooting. It's just that concern. I mean, even though Tucker hit the game winner yesterday, he was, what, one of six from three? One of seven from three. You know, uh, James is going to be fine shooting-wise, but, like, we saw six games where Eric Gordon didn't look right. He had a big one last night, which was huge. You know, same with Covington, but it's just like there's so many times where I look at it going like, man, shooting 34% from three isn't going to beat the Lakers. They need to shoot it higher because the Lakers are going to crush them on the board. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. And that's where I'm going with it. Yeah, I just don't know if the Rockets shooting can keep up, you know, with the Lakers' constant pain attacks, you know. I want to see... I want to see how they how they guard LeBron. I think that's going to be because LeBron is kind of the player. He's kind of like Chris Paul in the sense that he kind of feels the game out, but he does not particularly like these Rockets. So I want to see if we see a more aggressive LeBron from the jump, and if that changes how Houston defends him. You know, do, do they do do they actually form that wall? Do they do they leave Tucker and maybe Covington in the nail? Do they just dig on like? There are a lot of things, there are a lot of ways. And also Anthony Davis, because if the Rockets see the Davis that we've seen in the past where he goes for 30 and 15 effortless, effortlessly, then it's done. But if it's the Davis where he kind of is played out of his comfort zone, where he tries to do the, the post fadeaways and the, the nifty moves and stuff like that, then it's in the Rockets' hands. So I got to see how the first two games go. All before, right. Uh, before, well, yeah. I think that's it for today. We'll be back probably after game two, unless something absolutely. Oh, cr- go read my game seven piece. It's on the athletic right now. Always it's read good. Kelly's. I just assume everybody reads your stuff all the time. I followed it at 518 in the morning. That's when I went to bed this today. So don't ever tell me I don't got dedication. Okay. I'm still going to tell you that later. Um, <laughs> always read Kelly's stuff. Check it out on theathletic.com. He's got amazing stuff constantly out there. So, if you're a Rockets fan, you need to be on top of that. For Kelly Eco, for Andrew Schleck, for me, Mo DeKeel, we out.